View the Right Thing makes its triumphant return with back-to-back reviews, just like the old days. First up, a brutal rancher terrorizes a small town of the Old West. His hired hands spread fear and intimidation to the locals who pray for someone brave enough to confront the rancher and free them from their nightmare of terror. Their prayers are answered by two new arrivals who take up the mantle of the law and begin a showdown with the corrupt rancher. This Old West tale features Jeremy Irons, Viggo Mortensen, Renee Zellweger, and directed and also starring Ed Harris in Appaloosa. Next is the captivating fantasy tale set in early 1920s Los Angeles. A young girl is in the hospital with a broken arm. There she befriends an injured stuntman who tells the girl of an interwoven tale of six men of wildly different origins and backgrounds on a quest for revenge against an oppressive Spanish governor in the 2006 film The Fall. And now it's time for View the Right Thing. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby, let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to another episode. (laughs) Yes, welcome to Indiana uh, Jaws. Wait a minute, I almost made it all of 2017 without doing that, didn't didn't I? didn't do it. View the right thing, ladies and gentlemen. View the right thing, starring Wes Weitzenhofer. Featuring? No, what? I don't know. Starring Wes and Steve. He's Wes Weitzenhofer. I'm Steve Moulton. Wes, say hello so that the listener can calibrate his ear to our voices. Hello. Hi. Again, you always keep saying hello. Just say hello, my name is, maybe. Hello, my name is Wes. And I'm Steve, as you remember. This is View the Right Thing. Welcome. We're talking two (laughs) movies today. Two movies. Last time we said only one. Yeah. But then we snuck one in there. Yeah, we, we switched it up the a sneaky, little bit. Sneaky movie people we are. You know, sometimes sometimes you got to mix it on around. I don't yeah. think people are going to be upset that they're hearing about two movies for the price of one today. Yeah. For the price of one. Yeah. What would you what would you price this if if you had to put a price on her? Um I mean, I feel like free is pretty appropriate. Free is a great price for the consumer. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's a seller's market right now. Is it? Well, in terms of real estate, I don't know about uh, I don't know about in terms of podcasts. There are definitely a whole lot of podcasts out there, yeah. and uh, we get to be one of them, and that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. You're wearing your uh, um, fancy shirt again. I'm wearing a shirt that you got me. Yeah. We'll take a picture of that shirt I, after the episode. I would be really happy if. Uh, McCormick Seasonings sponsored us. Wouldn't that be something? Or Lowry's? Is that McCormick's also? They're they're their own thing, huh? Lowry's. They're certainly their own brand, but who knows? Maybe they're under the the McCormick Seasoning record label. um, Yeah, the record label. Did I say McCormick? I don't know. Look, I've had half a cup of coffee today. My words are going to be garbly. You know who should sponsor us? Uh, Legitimately should sponsor us. Universal Studios Hollywood, the entertainment capital capital of of Los Angeles? LA? (laughs) No. Disneyland. No. Voodoo. Voodoo. Because spelled with a U and a U. Yeah, yep. We, uh, we watch pretty much all of our movies on Voodoo, and we have recommended it many a time. That's true, huh? Voodoo is a great service. They're doing a... Not, I mean, this will be too late for the listeners, but they're doing a, uh, a four ninety nine high-def Halloween sale this weekend. Whoa. And they were just doing... Uh, a mix and match for classic movie monsters too. Yowza! Well, maybe they'll extend it. You know, maybe it's October, okay. everyone. It's October. Let's extend it another week. <gasps> you know what that means? It's October. We got to get a couple more episodes out. Yeah, we do. And they got to watch something scary. Some some horror movies to keep our tradition alive. Yeah. Well, fortunately, this first week of October has been horrible enough. Yeah, we don't have to go there. We won't go into it. But hey, if you're alive and you're listening. And it's October. You know how horrible it's been. So we thank you for listening. We hope we can bring you some laughter and some education. Some movication? Uh, and let's all keep pushing that's, forward. That's what we should have called this. Movication. We don't really educate about movies movie-cation? enough. We don't, we don't really educate enough. Uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about movication. Movie-cation? That's... Like, like in the Smith's pocket. I was a steal from him. Kind of grew. Oh yeah, because he he's does got that enough. Edumacation. He's got enough money and fame in his life. Sure, you know, spread it around, Kevin Smith. 
I'd, I'd be in one of his movies. I'm still, Kevin Smith, if you're listening, and if you're still making Moose Jaws, I want in. I desperately want to just be on the crew for anything Mallrats related if they ever get that going. That would be so cool. Yeah, they were supposed to film that like 80 minutes from my mom's house. Oh, really? And I was like, I need to be in that and I could stay with my mom. Well, now it's a TV series, I hear. Even cooler. So my guess is it'll be... Like Canada? LA based or Canada, yeah. Yeah. Fun <clears throat> stuff is fun. What movies are we talking about today? We're talking about Appaloosa. And Starring uh, Ed Harris yep. and Vigo Mortensen. Vigo. Renee Zellweger. Vigo the... He's, he's a ghost from a painting. Oh, yeah. Vigo the Carpathian. The Carpathian. And then uh, Jeremy <laughs> Irons. Jeremy Irons. And, Irons. And Lance Henriksen? Was he in this? Wasn't he... Uh, well, we'll get to it. Uh, Timothy Spall was in it. Timothy Spall. Everybody, Who did he play? Everybody's favorite not rat... Everybody's favorite not rat? Yeah, what he, does that mean? He was uh, Scabbers, the rat. Oh, In the Harry Potter films. Oh, yes, that Timothy Spall. I mean, he didn't really play the rat. He played he played the he played, uh, wizard who revealed himself to yeah. have been a rat this whole time. Good old uh, Peter alert. Pettigrew. Peter Peter Pettigrew. Was that guy Lance Henriksen, or was he the Where guy that I always that? confuse Lance Henriks- Henriksen with? What? I don't remember Lance Henriksen in that movie. Yeah, Lance, he was Ring Shelton. Ring Shelton. Yeah, well, when we get to the movie, I'll remind you who he was. Okay. He had his hair dyed jet black. Was he part of the train guys? Yes. Okay. You are exactly correct. And we're also talking about The Fall. The Fall. Which is a one beautiful my, movie. One of my favorites. Starring Ronan... The Accuser. Ronan the Accuser, yes. Lee Pace. one of the most annoying children I've ever oh, seen Oh, I thought she's screen. adorable. She's pretty adorable, but she's, I mean... She's so adorable. It's annoying. an annoying role. And it's okay. Yeah, Kids, because it's written I was way. a kid once. Think about how annoying I am as an adult. Yeah. Imagine how annoying I must have been when I was a kid. I'll take ownership of it. But she's so natural and... Well, we'll get to her, we'll get yeah. to her later. Uh, whatever her name is. Her name is, uh, you know, that girl. Yeah. Uh, Clearly a producer's daughter. Katinka Untaru. Say that. Maybe she's a producer's daughter? I don't know. She's Romanian. I'm just making up nonsense as we go here. Have you seen anything new in theaters or in trailers? Uh, I'm sorry? I was asking if you've seen anything new in theaters or any new trailers. Oh, boy. Have I seen anything new in theaters? It's been a, a little while. Since I've seen anything, I went and saw Spider-Man again. Not that yeah, long ago. Yeah, I saw Spider-Man twice. Yeah, that was my second time. It's pretty good. I like that movie. I, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, so, you know. I've, I've heard this. Yeah. Uh, did you see It? I, we did see It. I am surprised that I've only seen It once, because I, I It was really it. good. I really enjoyed It. Yeah. It's not, like, scary, really, but it's... It's scary enough. It's got spooky parts. It, it got me real good in that uh, one scene, which oh, well, I, won't, I don't want to spoil not. anything. Yeah. But I have not had a good jump scare like that. I will say in that a the long time. the opening blew me away. I was really surprised where they went with that. Yeah, let's just say they went there. Yeah, so. my my <clears throat> just my favorite thing. I mean, I've watched the Stephen King it four times this year. Yeah. You know, I've seen it, you know, had it on in the background while I'm working and what have you, that sort of thing. But essentially, it's been on my television screen four times this year. I do like Harry Anderson and John Ritter. Absolutely. And this movie did a great job of telling the same story, but in as differently a way as possible so that it didn't feel like a remake at all. It felt like, and it's not a remake if you ask me. Yeah. It felt like, okay, here is the story of it again, but... We're going to change up as much as we can. We're going to tell it as differently as can, as we can. They told it still really giving close to you the, the same story. Yeah, I mean, and that part's great. Really, really close. I've and never read the book. You have? Yeah. Um, the the movement of Pennywise, the way he moves in it, yeah. was I thought as a as a fan of the story, yeah, um, really genius. And I think once the sequel comes out yeah i think people will understand that better and i think people will, will be like whoa that was that was a really really smart move on their part cool um but yeah it's uh real cool they cut out uh they only cut out one major thing sure they had to i'm familiar with that yeah 
Um, and you know, good. Frankly, good. Yeah. Well, they they I read a thing about like how they changed it and like sort of what the methodology behind it was. So yeah. they they like left the intent there. Uh, in case anybody's wondering, should we just talk about it? No. No. Okay. I think it's been talked about enough. I'm, I just wonder that some of our listeners don't know. Eh, they can, you know what? There's a controver- Educate yourselves. There's a controversial scene at the end of the book. Of course. Um, that uh, totally makes sense at the time when you're reading it. And uh, they found a way kind of around it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, and they should have found yeah. that way around it. Um, my really only critique on the movie is that there's quite a bit too much of those kids hanging out in their tidy whities in that quarry scene. <laughs> It's like, really? They couldn't... I mean, it was supposed to be, what, 1989? Yeah. Kids had bathing suits in 1989. You know what I mean? I used to live in New England. I had a bathing suit in the 80s. Kids had bathing suits. They don't need to all go swimming in the tidy white. I think their intention was to originally go swimming, though. Maybe not, but... Uh, but you were that far from home. You rode your bike all day. I think I would have gone home and grabbed proper trunks. I don't know. You know, I get it. It just it felt lascivious to me. It felt a little well. Worse. I think I think also too like, I mean maybe it would have been the same. But I think like the idea that they're seeing a girl in her underwear, it's yeah. different than a bathing suit. When you're that age, it's different than a bathing. suit. They could have put the kids in bathing suits. That's my only gripe about the movie. They yeah, could have put the kids in all. proper swimsuits. It doesn't bother me at all. I also I I, I don't know if I would have felt greatly. Um, bothered if they would have like kind of kept but only hinted at the controversial scene. Yeah, I get what you mean. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I would have had a problem if they would have showed it. Absolutely. But I think it would have been awkward. Probably all go to jail. I think every, yeah. every adult on the movie would go to jail if they yeah. showed it. Um, but yeah, it was so great. I gotta I gotta watch it another time. Did you see? I got to go to a premiere. I saw that. You want to say what movie it was? It's a movie called Trafficked. Cool. And it is heartbreaking. Were you also in it? No. I didn't um, get an invite. No friend of the show, uh, Daniel Weiss, was in it. Um, I didn't so much get an invite as, hey, it's playing. Uh, go there and buy a ticket and you can watch it. So oh, that's, okay. that's okay. what I got. So and, you uh, paid. You paid for it. That's I fair. Managed, I managed to make that work with, uh, with my audition schedule. Where did it premiere at? Chinese? Um, no, it was at the Arrow in Santa Monica with American Cinematheque. Oh, interesting. And uh, kind of a tight theater. I had zero leg room. I've not been to not the Arrow. the Arrow's fault. Um, it's pretty cool in there. You know, it's kind of a... It's not, I hear it's not as good as the Egyptian, which is the other uh, Cinematheque No, it's theater. not. I love the Egyptian. The Egyptian's and great. I mean, it's... It's the Egyptian. If you guys are... If the listeners are, you know, movie theater people... Yeah. Um, see a movie at the Egyptian. Go see a movie. It's, it, I would say the Egyptian more so than the Chinese now. Yeah. The Chinese maybe would have been higher on the list before the remodel. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Chinese still is still really cool. If Absolutely. you get a chance to go see both. But they're like three blocks from each other. Yeah, walking um, they were, distance. They were nice. both um, theaters that were opened and operated by Sid Grauman. Good old Sid Grauman. So you probably heard Grauman's Chinese theater. See, I always say Grauman's Chinese. Maybe it's Grauman. I don't know. Ow. I always heard Grauman, but ow, uh, the disco. Ow. Yeah, there's a beautiful like scarab carving. Yeah. On the ceiling, and um, I recommend the first row of the balcony at the Egyptian. Oh yeah. It's my favorite seat. I know I've sat in the balcony at least once. I'm trying to remember how the leg room was up there, but I feel like down on the floor, the leg room's really good. Yeah, the only problem I have with the floor is the angle that the seats are. Yeah, that gets a little tricky. Yeah, so it just, it really depends on where you can get on the floor. But if you can get up, usually I can get up in the balcony first row, first or second row. Yeah. First row is pretty good. I think that's where we saw American Sniper was in the, up in the balcony. In we were in the row. balcony for sure. I thought it was the first, maybe we were further Might back. have been first row. I usually try to get us up in the might have been third. Yeah. I feel like I've awesome. got I've got visions in my head of people being right in front of Man, me. Man, this is probably super boring to people who don't care about movie theaters. All right, well, listen. Go ahead and enjoy it. Go see a movie at the Egyptian. Even if you come to L.A. for only a few days, make it happen. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Chug along forward. So Trafficked, uh, it's a movie about, frankly, sex slavery. Um, Not to be confused with Traffic. 
which is about drug trafficking. Right. This is now, which, I mean, you know, the two go hand in hand. Sure. For example, in Traffic, uh, the one character pretty much becomes a a sex slave to her drug dealer Mm -hmm. so she can just get all the drugs she wants. So the two go hand in hand. But yes, this is about the actual kidnapping and moving and selling off of sex slaves. Um, It happens on both sides of the gender line, you know. Uh, In this movie, they pretty much just deal with, with... Three young girls, all from very different walks of life, who all converge in this one spot uh, for the worst possible reasons. It's a pretty darn well-made movie. Mm. I didn't have a problem with any of the performances. It's got Ashley Judd. It's got Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh. Who was? Like both those people. Indiana Jones. Young Indiana Jones. And also in both the Boondock Saints movie. Uh, Gosh, who else is in it? A lot of good names. A lot of good performances. Um, unfortunately, the subject matter is just absolutely intense and heartbreaking. Yeah. And so that's, you know, a bit of a struggle. I how mean, was, I, I knew it was going to be hard going in. How is Daniel? Is he, is Daniel he does a good job. Uh, his scene is creepy. He's just in one scene. Yeah. Uh, he, Rio, him Rio's and in it, right? Rio, yeah. yeah. They're is both he, in the same scene. Oh, okay. And it's creepy. Oh, cool. Um, but it's necessary because that, you know, in that world, I mean, that is essentially the world of creeps. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, and so, it gets you. It gets you right where you live, man. It, 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 it's an arrow into the heart, and it just twists for about two-ish hours. And then, and then uh, it was cool. They had a really cool Q&A. They had a sergeant from the L.A. County Sheriff's Office in the Q&A who's working specifically on the human trafficking uh, investigations. Yeah. Uh, they had a guy there from a project called Saving Innocence, which is... Uh, I guess you could say sort of an advocate group. So basically, if the cops bust somebody, you know, they're no longer they're no longer turning the girls, the vict- you know, the essentially the sex slaves. Mm-hmm. They're no longer turning them into criminals anymore. They're getting them away from their pimps, their handlers, what have you. And then these guys from Saving Innocence, their advocates come in and start working with those rescued victims right away because a lot of their advocates are people who were rescued themselves. Pretty awesome, uh, pretty awesome kind of thing they got going on. Yeah. But it's a huge problem, and this movie's finally addressing it. They showed it to the UN the other day. They screened it at the United Nations. 450 delegates from the United Nations had to sit through that movie. And uh, they said they heard a lot of good talk about getting the ball rolling on really crushing this goddamn problem. Wow. Which is basically as old as humanity itself, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So see Trafficked. I'm not going to tell you what else happens in it, but check it out. It's a limited release, right? And then it comes out on video on demand in January, I think I read. Yeah, I've got the date January 11th in mind. But I've heard, I heard a lot of talk last night about uh, a, few, a, few, a few nations, a few theaters across the nation and that sort of thing. So it's going to get movement. And it should. Cool. It absolutely should. What did you see? We, we talked Spider-Man. We talked It. It, that was the last thing I saw was It. Have you seen... Did you go to the Keith Coogan Babysitter Double Feature? No. no. I didn't know I was going to be able to get there that day. But it started at 7 o'clock at night, and at about 6.30, I finally finished with my day job. Hauled A down to the Egyptian, got into the movies late, got to watch good old Adventures in Babysitting. Which I like a lot. And don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I don't like that one as much. I like that movie. I like both of them. Both starring uh, good old Keith Coogan. Of so many movies. And uh, he was there for a Q&A. The girl who played his little sister in Adventures in Babysitting was there. And the director of Adventures in Babysitting was oh, there. Oh, cool. Pretty fun. But no Elizabeth Shue. No Elizabeth Shue, unfortunately. That really be Rapp the couldn't be there. That would be pretty incredible. I love Elizabeth Shue. Oh, yeah. Anthony Rapp. I Anthony love Anthony Rapp. Rapp. Yeah. And he's great as Daryl, the pesky best friend in Adventures in Babysitting. He was a good Charlie Brown also. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio wasn't there. When did rap play Charlie Brown? He played Charlie Brown on Broadway. Won, well, that's cool. They won like a bunch of awards for it and stuff. Tony Awards? Yeah. Nice. He was also in Rent on Broadway and the movie. That much I knew. Apparently, uh, Rent is getting the network television treatment. That's strange. Yeah, you know how they're doing the, the live musicals on network TV for the last couple years? Oh, It's no. getting one of those. You know how... Uh, I don't know if I like that. Do you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a good joke. The movie was fine enough. It's, just leave it at um, that. 
I can't stop them. Apparently, those things get. I guess they get decent enough ratings because they're they gonna are like kind cast of a, some Disney Channel person as Roger and I don't know, man. Mimi. Is that is that any different than casting some quote unquote Broadway person? I don't know. You know how long it's gonna be? How long? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I won't even go into it. I'm sure the listener could do the math on that joke. Um, but, yeah, apparently that's going to get the uh, the live televised uh, teleplay treatment. Teleplay is a word we don't I think, say I think the reason why I don't like it and why I don't like the Disney Channel thing is because it, they come across so, like, over-the-top and saccharine. Of course. Um, and this is not the, the material for that. Certainly not. But see, I feel the movie did that just to, just the same. Uh, no offense to what's know. his name. I like Rosario Dawson a lot, of it. I think. I, oh yeah, she did a great job. I thought but I think mean, rap like, was good. I thought I thought the, all the returning people were good. What's uh What's the guy who played like the leather jacket tough guy? Roger. I mean, that guy just ain't a tough guy. He's that from the original. A, I know, but he's just he's not a New York street. Well, the, tough they're guy. not tough guy. He wasn't. He kind of plays a tough guy. The character's not a tough guy. He kind of is. There's literally a scene where he like tough talks a drug dealer out of something. I forget what. But it's like you would have gotten your butt stomped right there. But, uh, you know, I get it. I get it. But see, I always feel like Broadway waters stuff like that down just as much as anything else would. But well, yeah, I think there's, TV, I think there's something that, like there's something different about like you you kind of have to play a little over the top because it's you're projecting yeah. and you're playing to a large room and stuff. Of course. Um that doesn't translate to film very well. That's why I liked the the film the movie version because I didn't think they I didn't think they played it up as much as okay. an actual theatrical play. All right. Um like I said like I really liked Rosario Dawson in it a lot. Yeah. Um I like and Anthony Rapp. I just like Dawson Anthony Rappin. Although it would've been fine if Neil Patrick Harris had reprised that role. Sure. See if they want to bring if they want to bring some adults, you know, some some people with some real chops, not just pop singers, in to do this stuff. But I don't want to see like we'll see. I don't want to see Ariana Grande as Mimi. You know what I mean? I'd be very surprised if that happened. Very surprised. I have a feeling she's a little too big. Who would you Who would you cast? Des, who would you you listen to pop music? Okay. Who would you cast in Rent? You come in here. Come in here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give this my mic. I'm. I'm way. Uh, way behind on pop these days. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'll be you here. know the 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 uh, cash me outside girl as uh, <laughs> as uh, Maureen. Who would you cast? Who would you cast in Rent? Okay, so so part of the problem with this is that I listen to pop music, but I don't know what any of those people look like. Uh, um, you're you're ahead of the uh, game already. Who, yeah, so Lord, I, I only... Lord would play Maureen. Lord is Maureen. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I think that Ariana Grande would probably be fit Mimi, in there. Right? Yeah, I think that. Would... I don't want to see that though. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. She was in the la- well. She was in Hairspray. Um, oh, was she? She was the Amanda Bynes character. The friend. oh, I bet they so put glad I don't some watch of these those. Things. One Direction boys in it. So Liam is Roger. I mean, I don't know what any of them look like. Oh, it's either him or Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas is Roger. Yeah, yeah, I can see maybe Nick Jonas. No, but I I don't (laughs) want that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I want want, that. I'm just saying. Wait, is Nick the hot Jonas or the second hot Jonas? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think Joe's the hot one. There's like four of them, right? So three. No, there's a fourth fourth one. Well, yeah, but he wasn't one of the the Jonas brothers. Yeah, he was much younger. Well, of course he was. But I'm saying when they were the Jonas brothers, there was three of them. I'm just saying he's much younger. Technically, there are four. I think it's a shame. Yeah, for there's a Jonas brother to be discounted as well, not a Jonas brother. No, he he's, is a Jonas brother, Janet. but like he wasn't in the Jonas you Brothers. Guys are off topic, the yeah. band. So. He's their Janet, you know. He's their Janet mm-hmm. and Latoya in one. Um, uh, who plays? Uh, what's the Anthony Rapp's character's name in Rent? Dougal? No, Mark. Oh, Mark. Who uh, plays Mark? Because that's that's probably, in my opinion, the most important character. Of yeah. the whole thing is Mark, because um, he's the one who's sort of like the Adam ruins everything is. guy. No, <laughs> Adam Pally. No, no. Uh, 
What's his name? Adam Conover? Um, Mark will be uh, Murr from Impractical Jokers. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> like, who's a singer? Who's like a young Ed Sheeran? Yeah, maybe. Ed Ugh, Sheeran? Too he is Mark? too old. Um, he just looks like he would there's be some, a Mark. I'm trying to think. It'll be some. It'll be an actor that they that also sings. That can sing, like not Ryan Gosling. I think he's also maybe too old. Too old. Yeah, it'll be like uh, somebody on, like it'll be. Oh, it'll be uh, AJ Kappa from Riverdale. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. I could I could see that being a thing he's that, too they would, that they would do. <laughs> he's too he's hunky. Too hunky. He's too hunky. As if for anybody Mark. can be. Mark is Mark is like you know like. The introverted uh, movie maker guy, like the nerdy yeah. movie maker guy, that dude's way too hunky. Yeah, can't catch that. Give me my mic back. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see how it plays out. This is all just hearsay. I could have made the whole thing up. I don't yeah, know. I hope. You no, did. I heard about it on uh, Never Not Funny with uh, Jimmy Pardo. Well, it's, that's definitely not funny that they're doing that. But it's never going to stop. As long as those things get ratings, they're going to keep doing them, you know? People it's stop just, watching garbage like that. I'm sorry. I should They say do that. eventually. You know what? If people enjoy it, they should be able to watch it. People yeah. should have their thing. I apologize for being a curmudgeon. Have your thing. Um, speaking of our thing, you just made a music video. Yeah, that's not movie really. We don't have to talk about that. Well, you filmed it. You directed it. It's true. You organized it, scripted it. Shot it. I mean, I just, I'm and just good. a humble servant. Well, well, thank you. As a fellow humble servant, I get what you mean. I got to be in a couple of shoots since our last uh, recording. Yeah. I got to be on a pilot for The Messenger starring Tom Bergeron. Yep. You know Tom Bergeron, host of America's Funniest Home mm-hmm, Videos mm-hmm. and Dancing with the Stars. And uh, yeah, he's starring in the show. I'm not allowed to discuss the plot, but they do want us to mention The Messenger. Hashtag... The Messenger. Yeah, I probably Very exciting. I probably should also mention. I should do my due diligence and support the. You absolutely. I mean, should. I'm proud of the music video. Don't, I don't want you to get my ambivalence. I just feel weird about like promoting my stuff. Uh, well, do it anyway because that's the world we live in. Who is the musician? Devin Digert. Devin Digert. D- Double D in the place to be. D Y G E R T. That sounds correct. Uh, and his, it's for his song called Dope, which Dope. you can get on. Triple uh, D. You can listen to it on like Spotify and stuff, but you can. Oh, it's out already on. Oh yeah, you can, but you can buy it on iTunes. Awesome. And then music video drops on Friday, the October thirteenth. Friday. Dropping it on a Friday. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know either. That's not my call. Fair enough. Um, But uh, people seem to be pretty happy with it so far. Well, you just let me watch it, and I'm not going to tell about what happens in it. But it is a good video. Well, thank you. I'm very proud of you. Mm-hmm. For making that good video right there. Thanks, buddy. And I kind of want to go party with all those. I'm assuming 22 year old Instagram hepcats. No. Mm-mm. Oh, don't. Okay, I don't want to party with any Younger, of those. Yeah, there there was only one that was not a minor. Oh no. Yeah. Oh my God. So did parent. they all have to have parents? Yeah, there we, we had parents on set. Well, that's good then. Keeping keeping within the bounds of the law is always a good idea. But we did. We had two. Um, Two really uh, great leads in it, um, yeah, who uh, who are who are Instagram people. They yeah. are they are pretty well known on Instagram, and they were fantastic. And I loved them, and I hope to work with them again. Awesome! You are getting blown up with the text messages. It's the bro. Instagram is is just hitting me up. Oh, see, I've turned my notifications off. Because I check Instagram so often that I just never need to have my notifications. I forget to use Instagram. I understand. So, but I was, I, you know, it's funny. I, I will, I will share this little tidbit from the, the music video. So I was talking to um, the kids. There's a, a scene with a bunch of kids, and I was talking to some of them about um, social media and stuff. And they were, I, they were all meeting each other for the first time, and. A couple of them like just hit it off. They were like best friends immediately. Cool. Um, but there was at least one fist fight. Right? And I was like, "Oh, did you? No, no fist fights. Oh, uh, everybody. There was a lot of love there. Um, well, I, I was like, you got know, a did big you motorcycle out there? Yeah. Did you exchange uh, contact info and social media and all that stuff? And they're like, yeah, of course. You know, they had long 
done that. Yeah. And then I started asking them about, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and confirmed with them that those things, only Instagram is the, is really very important to young people these days. Wow, apparently. really? Yeah. Wow. Wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't bother with Snapchat. I know for a little while Snapchat was the biggest, but I, I wonder if Instagram has now... I have a Snapchat, Snapchat again, but uh, I don't think I'll ever get one. No, I don't. I don't get the whole like putting animal ears on. Sure, and doing selfies like maybe for children, little kids. Yeah, I could see a little kid having fun with that, and a lot of people do it. I mean, every friend of mine. But when I see anyone over the age of sixteen doing it, I'm just like, come on. Like yeah, like don't you have better things to be doing? But, but I don't know. Apparently, people are making money on that crap. We're old curmudgeons, so what do we know? I'm not old. Are you old? I mean, we're about the same age, buddy. We are, but, you know, you're only as old as you feel, man. Feeling pretty old right now. You know what? Disneyland, right after this. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move Let's move on from... Uh, this dip, is Dip dive into Appaloosa. Is this the worst episode we've ever done? No, not even close. Feel, <laughs> like you immediately knew that this wasn't not even close. what was the worst Our Oscar episode. episode was three hours long. But bro. at least we stayed on topic. And, That's true. And I think it was interesting, and I won. So, <laughs> <laughs> Part of why I'm on the it's the worst side. Uh, I can't wait for next year's Oscar episode. Oh, man, that's going to be intense. That's coming soon, frankly. I mean, what's that? That's going to be what, January, February? That's going to be here in the blink of an eye. Yeah. That's great. It's like September of 2017 went by so fast it almost didn't even exist. Mm. God help us. All right. Let's talk Appaloosa. Appaloosa. It's about horses. It's, a, it's not about... It is a Western movie, a 2008 Western movie starring Ed Harris and Viggo Mortensen. Yep. Renee Zellweger. I just like you just, just running it. Lance Henriksen. Jeremy Irons. It opens with... Timothy Spall. You Timothy keep forgetting Spall. Timothy Spall. He was great Timothy in it. Timothy Murphy. Timothy Murphy? Yeah, he's the, uh, he was, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jeremy Irons' kind of right-hand man mm. um, with, the, with the gray beard. So it opens with uh, some lawmen from a little town called Appaloosa. They roll up to this guy's ranch, try to arrest him. Mm-hmm. And he shoots them all down. Three lawmen, bang, 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 dead on his property. And, uh, well... Sure enough, the people, the townsfolk, the people that run the town, having just lost like their sheriff and two of his deputies, yeah. they can't figure out what to do about this guy who owns this ranch right on the edge of town and thinks he can just get away with murder. Yes. So they call in Marshall Cole, played by Ed Harris, and his buddy Everett Hitch, played Hitch. by Vigo Mortensen. Cole and Hitch. Cole and Hitch. Subjects of a novel series, a book series. Called? I don't know. It's just the Colin Hitch book series. I don't Possibly. Know. I think the books are all different names. Oh, cool. So Colin Hitch come into town. Marshall Cole's this sort of legendary lawman. People know his name. Hitch is his buddy, and Hitch, uh, Hitch narrates the movie and talks about, I first met Marshall Cole when I backed him up with my eight gauge in a fight at the blah, blah, blah. Now, Hitch pretty much spends the whole movie carrying an eight gauge shotgun around. Um, That's significant. It's a significant... Sized gun Yeah It's huge I remember the first time I saw this movie At the movie theater And I was just like How does a man Lug that gun around All right. day It's gigantic I guess that's what's Typically known as An elephant gun Oh really I think so Wow um, And yeah I mean just imagine The biggest shotgun You can imagine Now bump it up A few notches And that's right. Hitch's 8 gauge uh, Which he uses uh, With almost Billy the Kid-esque Speed and accuracy and so Cole and Hitch get hired, and Marshall Cole tells the, 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 you know, the forefathers of the town, the founding fathers, whatever you call them, he's like, look, if you want me to get control back of your town, you've got to let me be the law. Yeah. And so he starts laying down these laws, and sure enough, Jeremy Irons and his band of bad guys, they start trying to defy those laws and act like tough guys, and Hitch and Cole got to take them to task. Yeah. I wanted to I would just... Swing back around to the shotgun. Yeah. The 8-gauge shotgun. Uh, those those don't really exist anymore. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm not a gun nut. Me either. But I did learn this interesting fact about the movie. Um, that they ended up having to have replicas 
Um, they had to contract out replicas of the gun because there's not very many left anymore. They've got to be somewhere. I, I guess they're from like the, like the early to mid 1800s. Holy moly! Um, and uh, and so they they contracted out somebody to to provide replicas wow. of the guns because they couldn't use real ones. Right, that's um, crazy. You know, there's somebody out there has a basement full of them. That well, I guess been they're sitting on for decades. I guess they were I guess they were late 1800s. I apologize. Yeah. 1870s, 1880s, right around that area. Pretty intense. Yeah. So they. Uh, they designed um, special guns and special rounds for it. Yeah, I guess. And then they were given aged finishes. Aged finishes. What do they call that? Uh, that's not pastiche, right? That's uh, pa- pa- patina. 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 Thanks, Des, in the other room. Des, Des has got her ears on. Um. So then, like any good movie, a woman gets involved. And that woman is Renee Zellweger of Jerry Maguire, Empire Records. It was originally Diane Lane. Bridget Jones. Really? Yeah. Wow. That would have been... I don't know why she dropped out. Something but. different? Well, I mean, I look at it this way. I look at that movie, and I love that movie. Appaloosa, right? Yeah. Starring at Harrison Viggo Mortensen. Um, <coughs> I gotta Excuse tell me. you, you know, it's a movie set in the Old West. Old West usually means desert. They were certainly in a little dry, dusty desert town. And they were all dressed in about 94 layers of clothing at <laughs> especially all her. times. Yeah, especially Renee Zellweger. You know, I feel like that was a, a thing, though. Back oh, yeah, then, it was. It? But I don't know how people survived, survived. that. Yeah, I, I think about just even just like the 50s. Yeah. And how dudes wore suits all the time. All the time. And I look at that and I'm just like, how was anybody ever comfortable? Maybe that's why everybody was alcoholics and and abusive back then. Because they were always just so uncomfortable. Cranky from wearing wool all the time. Yeah, they were all just jammed into multiple layers of wool, buttoned all the way up to their (laughs) chin, and just, you know, fighting off the plague. So they got that going for them. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, those look like uncomfortable Mm. times. Well, Marshall Cole gets a bit of a crush. On good old, uh, good old Allison French, Allie French. Yeah, you know, and she gets a bit of a crush on him, but she kind of real quickly gets a bit of a crush on everybody as she goes Oof, about that girl her, her day. I um, I did not like this character, Allie French, and I'm not. Well, she's supposed to be kind of unlikable. I was going to ask, like, do you think she's supposed to be unlikable because, um, not to jump too far forward, but like. I think we're sort of supposed to accept her um, by the end of the film, and I never really did. I, uh, I a prowler out there, uh, some something moving across the lawn. Giddy. Um, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't like her from beginning to end. Uh, but I wonder if I would have had different feelings if it wasn't Renee Zellweger. Interesting. Um, because like when she plays unlikable, yeah. Did I spell, say her name right? Zellweger. Zellweger. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Uh, when she plays unlikable characters, they're just really unlikable. There's just like nothing really redeeming about them. Sure. Um, so what you're saying is she did her job. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of nuance there. But I think someone like Diane Lane, generally, when they play character, when she plays characters that are a little unlikable, they tend to like feel at least feel like they have some redeeming qualities. All right. Um, I wonder if I would have had an easier time accepting her at the end of the film. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. Well, it's already nine years old. We may never know how different Appaloosa would be with Diane Lane. Diane Lane. Zellweger. Yeah, Zellweger. I feel like I'm saying her name wrong. I don't know why. Well, the thing about Allie is I think she's supposed to be pretty unlikable. Because basically what she does is she, you know, she falls for Cole, quote-unquote, falls for him. Mm -hmm. But it was a very different time for women. So kind of her options were get myself a good husband. Well, she's desperate, too, because she's a widow. Yeah. And so it's like, so as she's moving through life, her choices are basically, you know, fall in love with this guy. Or maybe if something better comes along, fall in love with that guy. Well, she's also attracted to power. She's definitely attracted to power. Um, so she, so she's just to kind of should we cover her her liaisons? 
I suppose so. So she falls for Ed Harris. Yep. Because he's powerful and he's like no nonsense and he takes an interest in her. Yeah. And he has Hitch do a lot of his like kind of his bidding. You know, yeah. do this, do this, yeah, do this. Hitch is a sidekick. Um at some point it seems like almost like Hitch is doing a lot of the work. Yeah. And so when Hitch and Allison end up alone together, I think she perceives him to be the guy in power. And yeah. so she makes a move on him. Sure. And then when all that doesn't work out, she makes uh some moves on the bad guy. She does. Um what's his name? Jeremy Irons character. Um, not Cole. Cole's the good guy. Cole's the good guy. Randall Bragg. Bragg. So she 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 works for him and definitely hooks up with him. And then there's a scene with some captors, and she she moves moves on over to them because they're the guys in power. It's just like it was a squirrel that was outside. Um, <laughs> sorry, squirrel. We're talking about a gunslinging western here, Wes. Uh, I liked the movie. Uh, it, 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 I don't know if I go back and rewatch it a bunch, but uh, no, I thought it was good. Uh, we'll get to my feelings about it later, I guess. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, she's so finicky in the film. That's for sure. Uh, it's, just, it's just so unlikable. I enjoy the scene when uh, it's, you know, it's uh, Cole and uh, Hitch mm-hmm. and Allie French all sitting together out in the desert. You know, they're on her sort of rescue mission. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Hitch just flat out tell, tells Cole right then. He's like, Marshall, I, or he's like, Virgil, I got to tell you, Allie kissed me that day when, I, when you sent me down to her house or something. And she's just like, oh, my God, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. And Virgil's just like... Yeah, I know that it is true. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's not mean about it, you know. Like, nobody gets mean to each other. But he just flat out says, like, you know, Hitch is my right-hand man. He's never lied to me about anything. He's essentially saved my Trust life who knows life. how many times. So I know that he's telling me the truth. And you are trying to cover your ass. Well, there's an interesting dynamic there between the three of them where he knows that Hitch, he can trust Hitch with his life. Yeah. And he knows that he can't trust Allison with his life, but he will gladly give his life for Allison. Right, right. It's a really bizarre, um, and I guess, but kind of lovely sentiment. Yeah, well, you know, he's an old man. He wants somebody in his life with him, and so he's kind of willing to make those compromises. But he he doesn't ever, like... It's sort of implied that he doesn't really ever show an interest in a, re- a relationship with people. It's implied yeah. that he's been with other women um, and not really cared. Yeah. Um, but never really been like a settling down. Like they're sort of like... Sure. Like Hitch kind of scoffs at that idea at first because yeah. he's that's not the kind of guy he is. But for whatever reason, this one woman hmm. makes him want to settle down. Ah, interesting. But yeah, it's... I, th- I think it's more of just, he's, he's realizing that at some point he's going to have to conform to what society expects of him, which yeah. is, you know, be an old man with a wife and some kids, because that's all there was to do back in those days, you know? And so he's just like, yeah, maybe. I, I think he's sort of just thinking, well, eventually I'm going to have to have a wife and kids, and here's a woman I like, so let's see. Yeah, maybe. It's a fun movie, though. It's a tough guy movie. I love the scene when Viggo Mortensen takes the horse up to the natives. I love that scene. Yeah. It doesn't say a damn word, and it's just like there's just a lot of very unspoken like disagreement happening between them. I love that scene. So, so in the film, these these characters kind of get caught up with Bragg. Bragg yeah. is sort of the um, the outlier for the town. He provides business and money, yeah. but he also kind of does whatever the hell he wants, whatever which is a problem he wants. for the townspeople. Um, and then you have this guy, these two guys who come into town who are hired to be the new, are they marshals or are they sheriffs? They're the, he's the new sheriff, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, and these guys just don't care about it. <laughs> like, they just don't give an F, right? They're just well, yeah, like, I mean, they, they, you know, brag, 
basically wants to just be above the law. He just wants to yeah. be like, well, I'm rich enough to buy and sell this whole town, so I shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to obey the law. And these guys are like, no, the law's the law, and we're here to remind you, punk ass. And we'll just shoot you. Yeah. Like, they just have no qualms about it. Oh, how much do you love the standoff when they've got Bragg in the jail cell and all his men roll up, and they're like, yeah. you're going to let him out. And Cole's just like, no, I'm not. And yeah. they just... And what I also like about that scene is it shows, like, because there's a lot of scenes with movies where the bad guys are just kind of dumb and do whatever, you know, and just attack. And and this is really a a sort of a a, a more of a a fight of the mind because it's all those bad guys. They're thinking human beings, you know, and they know like we we kind of are at a loss, even though we outnumber him drastically. Yeah, you know, if if we try to really storm this place and get our boss, all we're going to do is get him killed. And I like and the some fact, of us, yeah, yeah, and some of them, yeah. And I like the fact that they, you know, that they that they have that in mind. Well, that, that's the other thing that's I think kind of interesting about the movie is that it's um, not a western in the sense of like what we know westerns to be today. Sure, it's more old. It's more realistic, and it's yeah. got like some older sensibilities to it. It's almost like it's almost not even a western, right? It's it's almost just kind of a drama. Hmm. Um, that happens to take place in the West. Yeah. If if there if there wasn't you know, uh, a, tra- a train robbery horses, essentially and a couple of standoffs, a couple of standoffs, you, like it, it, you could have put this in. You could have made this a gangster film. You could have made sure. this you know, uh, you could have made it. You could have dropped it in a whole lot of different genres. Yeah, um, because their approach to it isn't um, that like uh, mythological West. It's yeah. a more grounded West. Um, I can agree with that. And it feels it feels um, like, hey, this could have actually happened if it if it wasn't for like some of the more fantastic things that, things that don't aren't really. I don't want to use the word fantastic, but like, so the end of the film, yeah. our heroes survive. They should not have survived that. Like that's the one. You think? Yeah, that's the one thing where I was like, "Yeah, those guys are dead." I thought they were dead for sure. All right, all um, right, interesting. Uh, because everything is grounded, in, so grounded in reality. That's the one moment where I was like, "This is the most Western thing to have happened is for these two guys to, to have survived that." Okay. I think I know which part you're talking about. We won't get into spoilers. Although, if you're listening, you should have watched. Yeah, it. we, we so can talk spoilers. Pretty I mean, sure it's on HBO Go right now and Voodoo, of course. Yeah, Voodoo. Yeah. Voodoo are not sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Should we get into the fall? I mean, are we done with... Is that all... Have you said all you want to say about Appaloosa? Well, I haven't because unfortunately uh, this week... Uh, well, Appaloosa closes with a really good song by Tom Petty and Mudcrutch called Scare Easy. Yeah. And it's a favorite song of mine. And uh, unfortunately, we just lost Tom Petty this week. Uh, the day after all that horrifying business in Las Vegas went down... And then poor Tom Petty, cardiac arrest. There was an absolutely insane uh, early announcement of his death while he was indeed still alive and being hospitalized and treated. And so that whole day was just people being like, rest in peace, Tom Petty. Oh, wait, what? Oh, no, he's actually alive. Oh, no. And it was just a uh, a bad day to be on the Internet, frankly. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Mud Crutch, Scare Easy, pretty cool song. Very appropriate for a movie about Virgil Cole and Everett Hitch. And uh, and uh, rest in peace, Tom Petty, man. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, I, did, I did think of something else that I actually really liked about the movie. Let's hear it. Just, just kind of going back to the idea of it being like grounded yeah. and not being... Uh, like just, it just falls into that Western thing. Yeah. Um, the movie kept surprising me. Cause I that's kept, good. Because I, I kept expecting it to fall into that Western, the traditional Western thing. Um, there's a, a kid who I really liked in it, who yeah. who was part of Bragg's crew, who agrees to testify against him. Yeah. And it was like, so first I was like, okay, that kid's going to show up and he's going to try to tell the truth and he's going to get killed. Yeah. And then the kid didn't get killed. And then it was like, okay, we're going to protect this kid until he testifies. It was like, well, he's never going to get to court. And then he gets yeah. to court. And I was like, well... In a western, they never get, they never have a courtroom scene, you know. Right, like, right. Like very rarely do they do that. And then it was like, okay, well, the judge will be bought off, right. and then the judge wasn't bought off. The judge also uh, played by uh, Ed Harris's father. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love his role. Um, I love his uh, Beezer in the butter line. Yeah, and and so it was like, 
all of these things that would normally happen in a Western to prevent from getting to the stage. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I guess it takes a little bit of a noir, sort of like a film noir thing where, yeah. like, I mean, if Allison wasn't such a pain in the ass. Right. Um, and she wasn't, like, so important to Cole. Yeah. Then justice would have been served. For sure. Women are always the problem. That's that's the film noir thing, right? Yeah. Is that women are always the cause of all your troubles. Darn it. Um, Darn it, film noir. But, uh, but, yeah. And so then it was like, oh, well, now she's kidnapped. They just got to go rescue her. And yeah. then they see her, like, frolicking with the bad guys. And it's like, again, this movie... Just does not take the turns you think it's going to take. Yeah. Because it's not it's not a western. It's not a movie that's a western. It's I'm trying to what's the what's the phrasing I'm thinking genre bending. It's it's a western in spite of itself. <laughs> like okay. like it's a western by by uh, accident almost. All like right. like it just happens to be taking place in this time period with these guns and these. You know, yeah. these bad guy ranchers or whatever. Guns, horses, ranchers, shootouts. But the movie's not about the shootout. The movie's not cowboy about... Hats. It's not about the, the horses or the the cowboy hats or the train guns robberies. or the train robbery. It's not about any of those things. And it's about, like, this... N- natives? This guy... This guy's unwavering, like, uh, m- morality and... Yeah. His loyalty to his friend and his woman, yeah, which I guess is kind of a westerny thing, but it's also a broad. It could be medieval. So know? what you're saying is, watch Appaloosa. And yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. See how different it is. It's worth a watch. Not not my favorite of all the films we've watched, but sure. not, certainly not one I disliked. That's good to hear. <clears throat> That's good to hear. Now, do you want to talk about the fall? Yeah, a movie I really love. I can see why. It's, it's so pretty. Beautiful movie. It's almost like, in a way, taking a tour through, uh, I don't know, a museum of just the most fantastical paintings you could ever possibly imagine. But come to life. Come to life at real locations. Yeah. Uh, that are just mind-boggling. It's, yeah. it's, it's, there's a lot of incredibly beautiful stuff going on in that movie. And then there's also a lot of really funny stuff and... Uh, some really creepy stuff, and uh, it's a beautiful fairy tale. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a beautiful fairy tale, and it's um, heartbreaking. And this race is it's in our top five. It's in our top five. Um, it's it's so much fun to watch because I remember there was a moment where you were like that's not a real place and I was like yeah, yeah. that's that's a real place man. I felt that way about a lot of the locations yeah. in that movie it's, it's just how could that exist at all yeah it's wild um, and there's there's amazing camera work and um, placement of things like there's a really great shot where um, you see a character and it, it flashes to a match cut of rocks like a rocky terrain and the rocky terrain makes his face and you're just like you're like that's another one of those moments where you're like that's not real that's all digital and then the camera starts to move and you see the shadows and stuff and you're like holy cow i can't believe how they put that together yeah that is insane when that happens yeah i felt like uh i felt like i was on i don't know shrooms or something i've never done any of that stuff yeah but I have a feeling to to do some of that stuff is what the fall would make me. The movie's a trip. Yeah, it is a trip for sure. How does it start? So it starts. Well, it starts this beautiful black and white yeah. imagery of uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it. You got uh, a train on a bridge. Well, you got a train on a bridge. You got a horse in the water. They're trying to rescue the horse, and there's clearly a problem. Something has gone wrong. Uh, we, what we later learn is it's it's um, images of a stunt gone wrong. Yeah. Um, jumping off a bridge onto a horse in water or something. I think so. Um, so we have... Uh, mic back. We have a uh, 19... What did you say? 1910s? Something like early that. Early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, California. Felt very pre-war. Yeah. Um, it's a hospital in California 
and there is a little girl, um, a pesky little girl, who's actually uh, named Alexandria, who's actually Romanian but is playing uh, probably Italian. I think I think she's supposed Maybe. to be Mexican in the film. Her oh, father right. is. Um, and there's sort of this thing about uh, migrant workers being burned out of their homes. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I think, I mean, they, I, maybe there's something else. but uh, um, And I think her mother speaks Spanish in the... That sounds correct. In the film. Um, so she is in this hospital. She's got a, a broken arm. Yeah. Like a full arm cast with a little thing that props her arm up all the time. And... Um, she comes across this this stuntman yeah. who is um, clearly to us is paralyzed from the waist down. Right, played by good old uh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace of uh, Pushing Daisies, right? Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe you heard of that movie. Mm-hmm. He's he's the bad guy. Yep. And we have uh, Justine Waddell, who she, the nurse is the nurse who you've probably seen in yeah. stuff, but. Um, yeah, she's she's pretty great. Uh, so this little girl comes across this guy, and he is kind of at his wit's end, and uh, wants to end his life. And he tricks her by telling her a fairy tale. Yeah. And he stops at the parts that are the best, the most interesting. Right. And then says, you know, I'll help you if you get me some pills if you get some morphine because I need yeah. it. Yeah. If you help me with the pain medication, I'll continue the story for yeah. you. And so um, so we get this story that sort of is told from um, his, partially his story and partially what he thinks about her and things yeah. that she knows. Like she talks about knowing a, um, a man from India, well, an Indian... Yeah. Who we know is a man from India. Um, yeah, I thought that was a fun little change-up. How he starts telling the story... As an Indian. Talking about an Indian. Yeah. He's tell, In his story, it's a Native American. Yes. But then as we see the story, it's actually a man from India. Because we're seeing her st- what, what she sees yeah, in the story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and a masked... There's a, an Indian, a masked bandit, um, a one-legged demolitions expert... Oh, and yeah. Charles Darwin. <laughs> Charles Darwin. And uh, what was the classification of the very large black man who uh, had horns on his helmet? And, uh, uh, was he the... What was he referred to as? Oh. He was the former slave. That's what he's credited as? Well, I mean, that's his character's... His character was... Otabenga, ice delivery man. He, well, he, yeah, so they're all... They're all people that she's seen. That's who she kind of slots in. So yeah. the bandit it originally starts as her father, but becomes Lee Pace's character as after we learn that yeah, her when father he takes is his di- mask off. Yeah, we learn that her, her father has died. Yeah, um, from the people that burned their home, and um, so the bandit becomes Lee Pace, um, Lee Pace's character, the ice delivery man, the guy who brings ice to the hospital. Uh, this is this big tall black guy. Yeah. Um, and Otabanga. So, well, <laughs> he's just the ice delivery man, but his character is Otabenga, yeah. the former slave, whose with, brother died in chains. With a gnarly horn helmet. Yeah. And a pretty cool bow and arrow. Yep. But he uh, escaped slavery, right? Didn't he fight his way out? And now so he bro- Yeah, guys? so he broke his chains, and so the whole thing is um, they worked on a plantation that was owned by... Um, the Governor Odious, Governor Odious, the, the evil big, Governor bad Odious, bad guy of the whole story. And again, Governor Odious is played by a, uh, essentially a man from Lee Pace's character's life. Yeah, um, who is uh, Roy is Lee Pace's character from Roy's life, who is this famous movie star who essentially stole Roy's girlfriend, and uh, Jerk. Which, which broke Roy's heart. So that's another piece to Roy wanting to die is that his girlfriend is gone and he can't walk. Can't feel his legs, and uh, so he just wants to end his life. Um, the Indian is an, someone who was an orange picker. Oh yeah. Uh, in uh, 
Alexandria's at the orchard that Alexandria works at. Right. Even though she's a little girl and shouldn't work there. Little girl with a broken arm shouldn't be picking oranges. The uh, one-legged demolitions guy yeah. is actually is the guy is a one-legged guy who is I think um, maybe. Uh, Roy's manager or agent. He could be the director. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but he's somebody involved in Roy's work life. Yeah. But he's not another patient at the hospital, though, right? No, no, no. But he visits. And then Charles Darwin is an orderly at the hospital. Yeah. And then Sister Evelyn from the story is Nurse Evelyn. Foxy Nurse. From the hospital. Oh, Sister Evelyn. And the monkey is just the monkey. A rascally little primate. Um, Skin and knees and throwing feces. And you really, like, what, one of the things I really like about the movie, besides how beautiful it is, is how attached to the characters you get. Yeah. And as the story becomes more difficult for Roy to tell because he just wants to end everything, you you feel the pain of loss as, as it goes on. So, yeah. Um, like, I, I kind of almost don't want to say too much about this movie because I just want... I know there's people listening to this that haven't watched it yet, and I just, I'm just like, oh, Is that true, it. listener? Have you not watched The Fall and you're listening to this episode about The Fall? It's one of those movies you when You better it, get busy with finding a copy of it. When it came out, I, I feel like it was kind of a little bit misunderstood, and it wasn't getting great reviews. Roger, I don't even remember. I never heard about it until, like, 2010. Roger Ebert gave it a really good review. It's one of the last movies he reviewed, I think, before he died. Yeah. Um, and he gave it a really good review. Um, and I remember like loving this film and then seeing reviews come out and people not liking it or not understanding it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were kind of like, well, the story meanders too much. Like it does a little bit of that, but I mean, intentionally. So like, like the story is not consistent in that Roy changes the story throughout the movie intentionally because the little girl doesn't understand something or because her father's dead and so it changes characters or um, something happens in the hospital and that um, that causes him to change the story because he's trying to relate it to to her it's kind of like when you tell a child a bedtime story and you make them part of the bedtime story Um, not the way I tell bedtime stories well you get what I'm saying though right I don't think I've ever actually told a kid a bedtime story okay um and then, huh, all right. years later, just for fun, I looked it up, and it seemed like all of a sudden there were a lot of really positive reviews, yeah. and even some reviewers had gone back and changed their reviews. Oh, so all right. I think I think over time people start started to understand it a little bit better. Well, that's um, good. The director Tarsum, who did The Cell, which is also like a mind trip of a film, visually, are you still? I've got a low bat blink. Oh, it's okay. I think we can get through. Okay. Um, if it goes off altogether, then we'll 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 worry about it. All right. Um. Yeah. So uh, I forgot. I lost my place. I don't know. Hand me that iced tea while you find your place. Sure. Um. Please. But yeah. So I I I think it was like originally kind of a little misunderstood and and then eventually appreciated. Um. But yeah, I uh I love this movie. Did Pretty you... darn good movie. Definitely a must see. If for nothing else than the locations and the visuals and what have you. It took them four years to make the movie. Holy shnikes. You want to take a guess at how many countries they shot it in? 19. 28. Whoa, I was only nine off. Um, let's see here. What else? What's that, Des? The costumes are really good. Everything everything about it is just, it's, it's really well made. I mean, it's not... I can't think of a lot of flaws for the film. I mean, maybe some of the acting's not... It's a little wooden. Sure. Um, the little girl at times, you can tell she's searching for her lines. Mm. Um, but it kind of, to me, like adds to her charm. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect a character, a, a child to know what they're about to say anyway. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Apparently it's inspired by another film, like a foreign film called Yo-Ho-Ho. Yo ho yo ho. No, yo ho. Pirates life for Lee Pace. Yo ho ho. Spelled as it sounds, or is it like D's hoes where it's spelled H E A U X? No, just H O. Yo ho ho. Um, and a bottle of. 
fun. The magic, the magic word. Do you remember the magic word from the story? Or the magic the, word from the, the old, story. Or the old man tells her the magic word to make the bad things go away. Was the magic word that the old man told her to make the bad things go away was spaghetti. No. Googly, 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 be gone. Googly, 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 be gone. I don't remember that. Googly is... You don't remember that? No. I mean, I watched the movie one time. And then... I when, have a terrible memory. When all the bad stuff's happening, she's crying and yelling oh, googly, yeah. googly, googly. I remember her doing that. Yeah. I forgot the secret word part. Uh, well, it's, remember, she she gets scared yeah. and has an accident. And the old man says, it's okay. That happens to me, too. Yeah, okay. It's okay to be scared. And what I do is... I say, googly, googly, googly. So googly is the name of the production company. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which I thought was like kind of a clever way to get that in there. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny stuff. So if you're listening and you haven't already, watch The Fall. I feel like we should work towards a wrap-up since my low bat light is blue. All right. We can work towards a wrap-up. Um, it's October, man. Yeah, we gotta watch some scary. I don't movies. even have the bucket over here. I don't even have. I don't think I have the scary movies in the bucket. Right I just now. had an idea pop yeah. into my brain. Make it a surprise. Well, what if we abandon the bucket? Oh my gosh! And what if me and you each pick a must-see scary movie from Woo. that we love to talk about in our next episode? D- are we gonna stick with the other person can't have seen it? I almost don't even know if we should. Okay, so we're not gonna we're gonna pick this off the top of our head right now, or we're just gonna announce it in like online. Let's announce it online. Yeah, because I don't have one in my head right now. So yeah, let's announce it online. Okay, we'll do so, that. So, dear listener, if you're listening right now, we are calling an audible. Right? Let's check our Twitter and our Facebook pages. I'm gonna pick a must see scary movie. Wes is gonna pick a must see scary movie. Something that really puts us in the Halloween spirit. Something that really ah, lets us know. What? Spirit. Spirit. Ah. Let's us know. It's Halloween. It's the fun time of the year. Googly, googly, googly. Um, so that part is going to be fun. So you keep listening. I think as soon as we make our picks, we'll go ahead and tweet that. So we can give you guys a, an advance notice about what you should be watching. Yeah. All right. What do you think? I think it sounds good. Sweet. All right. Well, then that's going to wrap this up. Let's wrap it on up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Shout out to Dwayne. Has this been a Cinepotamus Productions production? Sure. Why not? Say it. Get promotative, man. Let's just just wrap it up for now. We're wrapping it on up. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Until next time, Bon Cinema.